Hi, my name is Omar. And Umar. And you're listening to Coffee and Conversations, the weekly podcast where we discuss productivity, experiences, happiness, and creativity. Hey everyone, it's Omar. Hi there, it's Umar. How, hey. how are you, Omar? How you been? Yeah, not bad, not yeah. bad, not bad. How are you? How are you doing? Good. I just, I got a man flu again, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, just, how, how's it coming along? Yeah, it's getting better now. I just, I don't know how I got it. I was ill for about a month in December. Right. Cough, yeah, I remember. And then suddenly I got another one rapidly again and just been drinking all these lem sips and stuff, trying to fight it off. Yeah, no, we're both on this turmeric tea nowadays, aren't we? Oh, yeah, the two, I just introduced Omar to this new turmeric herbal tea. good stuff. Yeah. It's very, very good stuff. Very refreshing. But it's bad timing with your thing, with with all this coronavirus stuff going on. (laughs) It's not good at all. No, no, not good at all. It's not good at all. No, it's it's, it's scary though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very scary, but media increases the panic. Do you think they're hyping it? Yeah, they they the same way they did it with Ebola. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 scary stuff. So what have you just been just been at home work? Just and been stuff like resting that? at home. The only thing I've, I did watch this good film I wanted to mention to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blinded by the light. It's okay. about about this Asian guy who grows who lives in Luton. Sure. And it's about him growing up living with his parents and his dad's a working class guy working for Vauxhall. Okay. And which I'm it, sure I, I think almost every Asian. <laughs> family that came around that time around the 60s yeah this is um, a bit late actually it's in the 70s, oh, it's, it's, set, 70s. Uh, it's it's about uh, he came, he comes in the 70s but it's about it's from the time period in the 80s when he sure. joins the second uh, sorry goes to study a levels right because my uh, grandfather was the was a manager at Vauxhall was in he? Luton. Ah, yeah. okay yeah yeah Luton, okay no no yeah, so, and he, he sort of sees writing as a passion. He's always writing poetry. Yeah. And he sees if he can escape uh, Luton and go to Manchester University, he will get out of his family. Break and away. Get, and gain control. And it's based on uh, Safraz Manzoul's life. He's, Who's that? Uh, he's a, he's a journalist. Oh, cool. So it's based on his memoirs and oh, wow. uh, his, uh, his experience of growing up in Luton. So it's a true story. Oh wow, that's yeah. pretty, pretty. How did you find the film? Uh, very good, and he and he sees um, uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, his songs, okay, uh, as an escapism, and uh, he relates to those songs, and he, and they sort of uh, give him inspiration in terms of to uh, to to focus on his writing, and and he uses writing um, to get out of Luton. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to check that out. Actually. Yeah, it's a good film. I'm going to check that out. Is it a brand new one or? No, it's it's a couple of years old actually. So it should yeah. be quite easy to find. Yeah, it's on uh, Prime TV and Netflix. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. probably just uh, Amazon yeah. Prime that. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then brilliant. you were saying you had uh, some sad news this week as well. I think um, Every, we, we all, we've all had yeah. some sad news. Um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of preface uh, the week by, um, you know. Everyone knows uh, Kobe Bryant passed away this week. Yeah, the famous bu- uh, basketball player from the America. basketball player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, look if you're if you're into basketball or not or or anything like that, um, you know, Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest uh, yeah. athletes in history. Yeah, um, he's up there with Michael Jordan, yeah. with Tiger Woods. Didn't um, he? Didn't he play for like around twenty years? Uh, twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. Played for the same team. Same team. Yeah, okay. the LA Lakers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, um, had one of the greatest, uh, basketball records in history. Okay. Um, and, uh, he, he, he died in a, in a helicopter crash yeah, uh, shocking, with his 13 yeah. uh, year old daughter. Yeah. 
And it's, I, re- I remember when I found out, um, there's only one other time where I've been genuinely heartbroken and shocked about a celebrity's death, and that was Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah I remember that. Where yeah. I remember I was getting ready for school and I was told, and I just laughed it off. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just a joke. Yeah. And uh, it was the same thing with Kobe. Mm. Uh, I thought, no, because he was only 41 years old. Yeah, he was very young. Very young. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but he he just won an Oscar a few years ago. Okay. Uh, he wrote mm. and directed um, and produced a short animated movie Okay. called Dear Basketball. Mm. which I'd recommend everyone to watch. Okay. Really, it's five minutes long. It's really good. You can find yeah. it on YouTube. Uh, and that really encompasses what sort of person he was. He was he was a fantastic athlete, one of the greatest, and a very, very dedicated family man as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can only offer our condolences yeah. to his yeah. family. Uh, he's left three daughters behind and a okay, wife. Okay, he had three daughters. Four three, daughters altogether. Oh, so four daughters in yeah. total. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, one child okay. he had about, about uh, she was only a few months old, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. really, really sad news. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, threw me off this week, yeah. to be fair, learning about that. Did they say anything, How what caused the accident? Because I, knew uh, it I, th- I think it was uh, fog. Fog up yeah, in bad it was weather. foggy conditions. Uh, they okay. don't really know much about so it. So no but mechanical the, problems with the helicopter. No, no. Okay. the The helicopter was like really high end, beautiful helicopter. Okay. Um, a lot of other celebrities would hire it from Kobe. Okay. Uh, so no, it was actually the flight conditions mm. uh, that was a problem. But he would make that trip very, very often. Yeah. And he's been doing that for over fifteen years. Okay. Um. So yeah, really, really sad. And um. Yeah, that sort of taken over a lot of my week. To be okay. fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't manage to um, uh, to read a book. I've been reading loads of different articles and okay. whatnot. We'll reference that okay. uh, later on. Um, no worries. Uh, yeah, that's 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 really um, uh, uh, really really about 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 it for me. I just wanted to okay. to put that out there. Um, so yeah, that 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 that's it. So you know, anyone who doesn't know or doesn't really know about Kobe or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know. What watch that short film, and you don't need to know about his yeah. sporting background or anything like that. Just watch that short film. It's five minutes, and then you'll understand what sort of person he is and mm. what a loss it is for everyone yeah. to lose someone like that. Yeah. He's like one of those sports personalities that transcends sports, like Muhammad I, Ali and some of the greats. One hundred percent. Transcends um, sport. He was also one of those people. I mean, you know, I've the two sports that I've 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 played from a very very young age is golf, okay, um, cricket, yeah, well three sports: golf, cricket, and basketball. Okay, um, golf was Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods is yeah. the, is in my opinion the greatest golfer who's ever played. Yeah, um, because he transformed the sport. Yeah, um, for basketball. For people who were like the generation behind me, it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. I remember Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. For people in my generation, it was Kobe Bryant. Okay, Kobe Bryant. And I remember I would have Kobe Bryant t-shirts and, yeah. you know, he meant a lot. And then when he retired, you realize that this guy is probably one of the most decent humans uh, around. Yeah. He was just a lovely, lovely guy. You see his interviews. He's very smart and articulate. Mm-hmm. And that that, like I said, that short film... Uh, it really, like you said, it transcends beyond his accomplishments in sport. Okay. Um, he just has this ability to touch people, you know, right, right, right in the heart through his writing and his direction. 
Okay. Very, very clever guy. And it's mm. such, such, such a sad thing that we've lost yeah. uh, someone with that, with that level of capability and what else he could have done. Mm-hmm. So it's very sad, but you know, we all have to go at some point. Yeah, so yeah. we only have to remember him for, 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 for the good things that he's done. Yeah. But you've got a title for oh, us. Anyway. Oh yeah. So um, moving on, it, it sort of links to the sports stuff. You were it is indeed. About. Yeah. So it was just, uh, you've, I know you've done rowing and you've been, uh, you've rowed at quite a high level and also, yep. uh, I'm I'm a passionate runner. or used to be, and you've run at a very high level. Yeah, as well. I've run at a high level. I just wanted to talk about how entering an event or training for an event can actually uh, give you mental strength and help you um, focus on tasks in uh, in your life. So other uh, difficulties you have or experiences you come across when you do an uh, endurance event, it can actually channel that energy and give you inner strength to come over difficult times in, in your life? Okay, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, me and you, we both do sports. And yeah. we love sports. Yeah. By the way, do you enjoy watching sports? Yes, same. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching... Uh, from a young age, I've always... We're passionate about watching the Olympics. Oh, and yeah, then, I know that. And yeah. then from the Olympics, I went into the, the Football World Cups... And then, and so anything World Cup like competitions uh, that even recently got into the the Rugby World Cup as well. How interesting! You yeah. know what? Rugby is one of those things. I've played it. Yeah. Uh, I was part of my school team and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have, I, I, I have injuries. Okay. I have uh, rugby injuries. I fractured my finger. I did did all okay. sorts of things. I broke some guy's arm. Yeah. Um, that's no. the only problem. If you watch the World Cup, that's the best the best um, to watch that. And then okay. from that, you will get into it. And it's a lot faster. And if you watch some of the top teams, like Australia, South Africa, England, yep. New Zealand, all blacks. So then you get, you'll get into the games rather okay. than watching um, some of the more um, minnow, the minnow teams that are not. So we've uh, obviously been, to, let, let, let's talk about, um, uh, you know, training and doing the sports. Yeah. How do you feel like that? Because obviously you've got a background of, firstly, okay, let's just tell our viewers, <laughs> what have you done with regards to endurance and stuff like that? Let's just make sure that they understand. Because yeah, I know, but they might not know. Yeah, I've done a, a couple of London marathons. Ooh, a couple. Uh, five in total. Jesus, that's uh, more than fir- a couple. Yeah, the first one was, was when I was 23. And the last one was about 33, so 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So over 10 years, yeah, you over did ten five. Years. Yeah, five. Uh, some were consecutive and some were like, I, I left a gap, like a couple a of years and then got back into it. But then in between that as well, I've done uh, London to Brighton cycle rides, a couple of those, which wow. are, um, and a couple of Ironmans as well. Jesus. And a couple of duathlons, which are cycle run cycle. That's amazing. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And what what was your um, uh, 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 encouraging factor in doing those? So when you were twenty three years old, what was your no, what, what what encouraged you to to just go on that marathon? No, like I said, it's like when I was younger, I never used to like long distance running. So what I, I just felt the urge suddenly. I think it was like twenty two, twenty three that I had to do something for myself. It wasn't for others. It was just for myself. Okay. For, for self, um, 
improvement i just felt like i needed to ch- achieve something okay so i entered the london marathon and got because uh, you have to get selected that's it's right. like a, a draw because only f- around on average well, now, they've got a finite number of places yeah, yeah there's only around forty thousand people that can run right. r- roughly on estimate and you get five to six times that volume entering wow so your your name gets pulled out of a hat but then based you should never give up so if you don't get uh called out the first year re-enter mm. again and then based on how many times you've been rejected you do get selected so if, if in the last five years you've been rejected five years in a row you put that on your application okay. on the back so then when you do get selected you've got a higher chance of getting put forward but failing that you can run for a charity and then charities if you can raise around i think around ten thousand pounds sure. you get you get a guaranteed slot okay so your 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 um uh, your reason for doing it was that you just wanted to achieve something and put a feather in your hat. Yeah, and, and for my self confidence to say okay. that I can I can do I this. I can do this. I can okay. do this. It was like a mental target. Sure. Yeah. So you wanted to get to the top of the peak, put yeah. your flag down, and yeah. say I've done this. Now. I've done this. Okay. Uh, and then it was over time. It took me six months. The first, uh, like the the year before I ran, yeah. I could only run ten minutes. No way. Yeah. 10 minutes and then it wasn't it was just mentally that I, I, I found it hard to run any more than 10 minutes so Gosh. then progress progressively mentally or physically men, more mentally really? so it was a, a mental thing like uh, why am I running and then <laughs> literally you build up the time so you build up to 15 20 25 and then actually you become addicted to running it, it, it releases these endorphins they call it the runner's high don't they yes so it's yeah. very similar to eating chocolate so if you're addicted oh, wow. so the chocolate chili and run, running long distances have yeah. the similar happy feel good hormones that, Is that are called serotonin yeah that's yeah. it and then you feel you feel you get addicted to running without realizing and I was running like three or four times a week good god uh, got up to around running an hour and a half 90 minutes and then and look, what would what, these distances be? Uh, so it would be uh, it'd be about eight miles, eight nine miles in an hour, and then uh, wow. trying to get up to around fifteen miles in two hours. Bloody so, hell! And then once you can run that distance, once, as soon as you can get up to twelve fifteen miles, I believe anyone can complete the marathon. It's just Gosh. more of a psychological factor. If you're uh, the the actual Distance is 26 miles, but 40 kilometers. Sure. Psychologically, you're thinking this is such a big burden yeah. to do. But once you can run on your own on the road in the evening for two hours, you can do the marathon. It's it's just more because on the day on the day of the race, there's like 40,000 runners with you. There's all these people cheering on the sides. There's kids handing out sweets right. and snacks. You're motivated to actually finish the race, even in the last 20 miles. If you hit the the they call it the wall basically in the last 18 miles. Sure. Once once you've done 18 miles, all your carbohydrates have been depleted. Okay. So whatever you whatever you've eaten the night before, you've burnt it off. You've burnt it off. Then you're purely into uh, using your fat and then you're starting to burn that you're, fat. you're starting to burn fat which is not immediate uh, energy reserves is not it? immediate it takes energy. time to burn and then if you're a lean runner you don't have much you fat don't to have burn. Any. so it starts so you, to eat your muscle right? so you hit the wall yeah. and basically it, the last six miles can be as worse in terms of energy and use of mental strength sure. than, compared to the first 18 miles i see what you're saying so it just drains you right and how long would it normally take you to run a marathon uh, the the best time I did was three hours fifty five. Did you hear about a guy called Eliud Kipchoge? 
the the one who did the who just broke the record recently. Yeah, two hours. Yes. Yeah, two hours. Basically, they're running at such a. They're running. You know, if you go to the treadmill, yeah, and put it on fourteen or fifteen. Did you see that video? Yeah, I haven't seen the video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There, there was a really good video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh, it's uh, escaped me, but it's some Scottish guy. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, and uh, he tested some long distance runners yeah. to run at the pace that Elliot Kipchoge was running at. Running for the marathon record. Yeah. yeah. And they could only do. They could only maintain that pace for a for only a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, and he did a sub two hour. Sub two hour, I think it was one hour and 59 and 30 seconds or something. Yeah, so he's doing a five minute mile or less than five minutes. A Unbelievable. Mile. Yeah. Unbelievable. But he's doing that for how long is a marathon? For two hours. So he's uh, doing it for distance. Tw- oh, 26 miles. 26 so, miles. So he's doing it 26 miles in a row. Unbelievable. Yeah. Sub, Unbelievable. Sub five minutes. When it comes to marathon, because I think <laughs> even though me and you are really into sports, and I think that this is where this subject can really start to flourish uh, yeah. now. Um. Do you feel that in in things like uh, marathons, uh, in duathlons, in Ironman challenges, yeah. do you think that there's a lot of competition between the competi- between the participants, or do you feel like that the competition is with yourself? No, a marathon. They always say a marathon. You're running against yourself. Okay. Your yourself is the competition. Sure. But the, on, on there are there are people who are very competitive. Like oh, it's a lot of the Ironman competitions that I did. The there's people out there trying to beat the others. But then also you're there's a lot of guys who are there and and females as well who are there. They're trying to beat themselves. Yep. They they either got a best uh, a PBA time that they're trying to better. Oh, I see. Or they've uh, they've never done it before and they just want to finish the race basically. Right. So they're just trying to complete the ra- the endurance event. Okay. So some yeah. people are out there competing against each other and th- because they've done it a few times. Yeah. And then some people are because they're trying to beat their personal record yeah. or their yeah. personal best. Yeah. And then you have got others who m- maybe are a bit earlier. Yeah. In their uh, in yeah. their Ironman yeah. um, journey. Yeah. And they're now competing just to finish the challenge and that in itself is competition to yeah, them yeah with me um i think this is a lot of the stuff almost all of the stuff that i've done is purely because of my want and love of competition mm-hmm. i love competition but i really enjoy competition against other people okay gotcha. which is why i enjoy things like basketball yeah uh, tennis. I think tennis is perfect because it's just you against someone else, and yeah. you just have to beat them. Yeah. And that's what that that's what I really I like about tennis yeah. or racket sports in general. Yeah. You like squash. Yeah. Um. Uh. So that 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 that's what I enjoy. Now, if you could just talk through your personal journey mm-hmm. from your first marathon up ten years later to your yeah. last um, yeah. uh, endurance. Uh, event yeah how you changed as a person and how you believe that conducting yourselves in those endurance races and training for that and we're going to get into the training yeah, in a minute yeah, yeah. um and we'll, we'll also we'll also talk a little bit about my background as well um but how did you change as a person how do you feel like that doing those endurance races had an effect on your day-to-day life I think the the first one you're always very apprehensive. Can you actually achieve it? Yeah. And then when you do achieve it, there's just an amazing feeling that you've done twenty six miles, and then everyone's uh, your friends and family, and they're like congratulating you, and then you're on a high. Even at work, I remember uh, I was working for a property company back then, and the next day I went to work, 
everyone was like shaking my hand, okay. patting, patting me. they were making me cups of tea sure. and saying, take it easy. But I went to work the next day as well and everyone was shocked. Like, like you okay, just had a kid or something. It, no, no, yeah, exactly. I just <laughs> I just went for a jog. But it was but it was a big thing. I didn't think of it as a big thing, but they thought of it as such a big thing. Sure. Well, it is. I mean, completing is, a marathon it, is yeah, insane. Yeah, it is a big thing. But for me... But I from your perspective, it's like, oh, I've been training for this for I've like I've been training for these guys. And this yeah, is like normal. A normal thing. And then, then when I did another one, and then it just, you progressively, it makes you mentally stronger as well. So if it, uh, you, you become a stronger person. So if you're having any stressful times or like if you're having uh, stress at work or you've uh, lost someone... In your family life, I feel uh, training for them uh, a marathon or an endurance event builds mental strength. Sure, and, and we, we've spoken a lot about mental and, strength. Yeah, and physically, if you're physically fit, you're mentally fit as well. I'm a strong believer of having uh, f- being physically fit gives you that strength to get through difficult times. I in completely your, in your agree life. with you. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely a believer in a holistic approach. Yeah, uh, when you're thinking about mental strength um, being um you know intrinsically linked yeah uh with your physical well-being i think if you're physically uh you know um a bit erratic yeah not not great if you're not yeah. in great shape yeah um i think it's a far it's it's more of an uphill uh, ch- uh challenge you know trying to get yourself mentally okay yeah yeah um i think you're 100% right if you're physically fit and strong yeah you're mentally more fit and and, yeah. and more strong. So, you, do you believe that going through those endurance races and stuff like that was was quite um, uh, uh, important and central to you building that uh, building on a good foundation already? Because we've already had this conversation, yeah, yeah, and we've come to the decision that we're both naturally quite mentally strong. Yeah, anyway, I've, I think that those years, that ten year period when I was doing lots of those events, has built a, a very strong core foundation yeah in terms of commitment to any task that i do I, I try to i would i'd like to complete it or finish it i try sure. not to leave a, a project that i'm working on or any when we've had pro, um, diy projects going on at home i try to do my best and commit to it and until it's completed so and you feel like that that your your um uh, your take and attitude towards your training on your endurance yeah. um, uh, races and whatnot, and your 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 competitive events, um, that is what influenced a lot to do with your ability to commit to something and to follow it through. Yeah, yeah, it just gives you that extra strength. You know, uh, ha- no matter how hard it gets. There's one year. Oh yeah, I, I need to tell you one. I think it was either my third marathon or fourth marathon. I can't remember. I got a bad injury, and it was literally. I felt so shocked. I think I had six to eight weeks left. Oh, no. So the marathon's normally in April. Okay. And this happened in February or March. Basically, I'd been running, you know, in the cold weather, the worst time. Oh, to, it's horrible because uh, then you can sustain injuries easily. Yeah, so I got an yeah. injury at the back of my knee, you know, the oh, tendon. Gosh. I pulled the tendon. Oh, no. And then so I it, looked. Was it a hamstring in, injury? or No, the, the, just the tendon between. Oh, behind the, the knee. The, yeah, be, behind the knee. Sure. So from the calf muscle up oh, to God. the hamstring. Oh, that's terrible. And, the, and looked online, it can take up to five to six weeks to heal. Ooh. So every time I went out for a short run, mm. even half an hour, I was in so much agony. Just kill. And I thought, what can I do? How can I? And then I looked online, the, the best way for, to do low impact training. Right. 
so I, I used to go to the the gym two three times a week so what I did I thought I had to take a gamble so I stopped all my road running all my treadmill running and I switched to just doing rowing cycling and swimming right just to keep my fitness level up it's all low impact yeah, yeah. so all I was doing I was doing like a 20 minute uh, row a 20 minute cycle and half an hour swim and I was doing that three to four days a week and I wow. thought I did that for six weeks and then just the, the the week before the marathon I went for a run and my pain had gone and then I Gosh. did the marathon and I still did it in just done uh, I just did it in just over four hours four four hours 15 wow. or four hours 20. You know, what? I have to say one thing, though, just as a little uh, a little thing in there. You mentioned rowing. Yeah. Uh, you have got probably one of the coolest piece of kits oh, that yeah. I have seen. <laughs> and I'm after one myself yeah, as well. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm, ju- I'm just waiting yeah. to find one at the right price. Oh, OK. Uh, which is a water rower. That's right. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's like a it's like a it's like it's a piece, piece of, of furniture. Yeah, yeah, it's a piece of art. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's yeah. amazing. It's very Scandinavian. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's very very cool. Uh, if anyone's interested, you can just Google the water rowers. Google yeah. them, and then basically the reason why I got them when the kids were younger, they would go to sleep around half seven, seven, yeah, silent, eight, eight, isn't it? and it makes very less noise. Yeah, very and, little noise. So you fill it up with water in the chamber at the end. So when you're pulling, going back, pulling, doing the strokes, yeah. it makes much less noise than the air rowers and the magnetic. Well, the rowers. air rowers like uh, like there's a goddamn yeah, hurricane. yeah, like there's a hurricane <laughs> going on. But these ones, it's more of a thera- uh, a therapeutical sound that's Amazing. making the, you know, I've the noise really of the water. Been just like since you showed me your yeah. one, I was like, I need one of these. It's so cool. And they vary in price range, so you can get some for around. Six seven hundred. Yeah, but they do up go to, up quite expensive. Yeah, there's the top end is like there's an aluminium one you can buy for around three thousand pounds. Yeah. Think. To yeah. be fair, I think the beauty is in the wood. Yeah, the wooden ones. To be fair, better. like yeah, your yeah. your one just looks yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it looks so cool. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about because you've trained for some uh, extreme rowing events, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, like. So, okay, so my, my rowing background is, uh, so I, I did row competitively yeah, uh, for some time, uh, for, for about two or three years. Okay. Um, I had never rowed before. I was introduced to it and uh, I just happened to be, I, I, I took to it quite quickly. Well, when did you start rowing then? Uh, not, not long ago, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I think I started when I was, I don't know, 17. Okay. I started yeah. and then I stopped. Uh, when I when I when I left university, okay, um, and uh, I didn't really train for very long, but I trained very intense. Okay, uh, so yeah. I trained about four times a week. Uh, every morning, we had training. Um, to me, the the goal of that was having a group of people around me okay. who were there to help motivate. Uh, particularly for a sport of which I had no experience okay, um, and wasn't very good at it. Uh, I always find it high to maintain, uh, sorry, difficult to maintain high levels of motivation in something that I'm finding difficult in the beginning mm. stages of the learning curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it really helped having people around me and having the right coaches and the right trainers. Mm. Yeah. And very, very quickly, I became very good at it and uh, quite an efficient rower. So how, you know, your training sessions, how long are the training sessions? Uh, they would normally be about half an hour. The, the, oh, okay. the, the key that I believe, and I'm sure that you'll back me up on this, yeah. is to not overtrain. Yeah. 
that's very very yeah. important because then you find yourself in a position where you're having to main you know recover from injuries that's right yeah um now let's say that you want like huge arms for example right yeah like i don't know why every guy just wants huge biceps. yeah huge biceps is the big thing yeah just put this out there it's about proportion <laughs> yeah you know you can't have these huge i mean you, you go out there and you see these synthol guys yeah you know you know synthol that oil that yeah, people are injecting yeah. into their muscles. Okay, okay. And you yeah. see these guys with these little twiggler arms, but with, with these swollen biceps, it's, it's scary. And the very skinny legs. Yeah, really well. skinny legs. That's weird. Yeah. You know, don't skip leg day. Yeah. Uh, but um, so the, the, the thing is, is that if you if you want big arms and you do, you know, bicep curls every single day, yeah. uh, you're actually going to do more damage uh, to your muscle because you're mm. overtraining it. You're not giving it a chance yeah, to recover. To because yeah. the whole point of building muscle endurance and extra muscularity um, is that you train the muscle, you you tear the fibers, yeah. and then they reform and then create a bigger muscle and yeah. a stronger muscle. If you're not giving it that chance to recover, you're not going to be doing anyone any good. So you need um, you need time to recover, and you can't overtrain. What What was your time for like two thousand meters? What was your Oh, you know what? I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? I'll oh, be okay. completely Offer. honest with you. I can't mm. remember. Yeah. Um, I remember, I can't even remember on the machine, uh, but as a group, yeah. uh, I can't remember that either. Okay. But I know it was good. It was enough to be competitive. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. enough to compete. Yeah. Um, but, um, but no, it was, that, that was really good uh, as well. Um, but where, where I always found that I really thrived and where I continue even, even mm. till today. Yeah. Is competing in uh, in in competitive sports. Okay, like team um, sports. Team sports. Okay, gotcha. Uh, like you know, I still do play basketball, although not competitively. Yeah. Um, uh, cricket. Okay. Yeah. You know, I always played on a club level yeah. for cricket. Yeah. And, ten- and the way that I tennis? would train is that yeah. um, my my training would always be practice the sport first. Okay. And then concentrate on athletic prowess. Okay. Because I found if I was practicing half an hour or an hour at the end of every yeah. day, uh, rather than going on a run, uh, you know, it would help increase my dexterity yeah. for the sport while yeah. also working me out at the same time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I took that from a lot of the greatest um, uh, athletes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them tend never to hit the gym. Yeah. They just practice their sport. And then that in itself is, is enough. enough to increase their athleticism. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, very, very similar to you. It was always a thing of, uh, if I can do this, then that's like a check on my list. That's like yeah. a, a little gold star for me. Yeah. This is for myself. It was for your personal self, not yeah. for others. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I, and I always, that's what was always my driving factor. Yeah. Um, and then the second driving factor was I always wanted to win. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had this thing the in my head, which was thing. that. Yeah. I don't care how we do it. Yeah. We have to win. Yeah. You know, this isn't about enjoying yourself or no, having no. fun yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And I was always uh, said, uh, <laughs> people would always say, Omar, calm down. Yeah. This isn't the Olympics. You're too competitive. This is just a normal, normal game, you know, relax. This is a normal game in the garden. Exactly. Yeah. You know, even if we're playing in the garden or anything like that, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, um, you know, trying to win the World Cup or Super something Super competitive. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that's always just been... Yeah. The way that I am, I love competition. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the way that I would train, particularly for sports, uh, now because I don't play many sports, I, mm. 
I, I, I train mainly for athleticism and, yeah. and recently I've been trying to yeah. bulk up a little bit. But I think on the emotional side, team sports are very key for emotional well-being. Because when, when we were at school, you always had the opportunity or college, you had the opportunity to play team sports. But as you get older in your adult life, it's very difficult unless you're part of a club or a group that mingles in, in team sports. Whereas uh, going to the gym, I always found gym really depressing. Like, well, it's quite segregating as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and I could only motivate myself. To, I hate going to the gym. The only way I motivate myself is if I have a, a good training partner so you can have yes. banter with them or yep. interaction. Where, and when you don't have that, going to the gym by yourself, I always found it really hard. Absolutely. Um, you know, I actually find it even twofold. Uh, I find the gym quite segregating, uh, particularly nowadays where everyone goes to the gym with a set of headphones. Yes, even more so. Uh, and it's very awkward yeah. uh, to, to talk to somebody if, if they're all wearing headphones. I know. Um, and on the, on the other side of things, when you're dealing with team sports, it helps you build so many aspects of your personality, yep. whether it be teamwork and leadership at Communi- the same time. Communi- communication skills. Communication is everything. Everything. And, yep. and nowadays, working collaboratively and working uh, you know, with agility yep. uh, are probably some of the most hireable aspects that um, uh, recruiters and, and, yep. and, and people who are hiring are looking for. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know integrating yourself within team sports and motivating others on your team when they're down or they've missed a shot or they've not playing as well so you're keeping morale up as well those kind of skills you need in normal office life and 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 even and 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 here we go and i think that this is the crux of of this entire podcast is that even though me and you we we do have these different tastes um and pursuits in our in our sports and our competition Um, you know, yours being more athletic uh, and more endurance related. Yeah. Um, pushing your body to the absolute limits. Yeah, to limits. the limits, yeah. Uh, and, and mine being more to do with, you know, getting a gold badge at the end of it. Um, or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, working with a team or something yeah. like that. These are things which which can be applied. The skills that you learn doing that mm-hmm. are things that you can apply, whether it be the discipline of waking up at six in the morning and going to the gym or the discipline of, you know, blocking out half an hour in your day to go to the gym to train. Yeah. That self-discipline. Yeah. Or whether it might be taking defeat. Yeah. Taking defeat or... uh, Or uh, winning majestically. Yeah. Or coming back... With honour. Or coming back from an injury. uh, How to manage that and also how to manage a training programme to build your strength to get back to the level that you was... Before and these you are not easy things. No. But these are things that can really, really help you later on down the road. And I, and I think a lot of the skills that you learned have helped you as a father as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've helped you as a father, as a husband, and will hopefully help me in the future as well. Yeah. Uh, and they help me on a day-to-day basis, you know, whether I'm dealing with a co-worker mm-hmm. um, or if I'm dealing with a friend yeah. or, or anything like that. It helps you to deal with people. Uh, and just prepares you with a lot of life skills that I think you can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. apart from throwing yourself into something that will help push you beyond something that something has ever done before. Yeah. That's the way that, that's the way that I see it anyway. Yeah. And then also, like, I think having uh, opportunities to play team sports gives you that uh, mindset in 
in how to manage difficult situations. So when, you, when you've had like a loss or your team's going through a struggle and you're trying to rebuild and gain that strength, there's lots of situations when you're working in highly stressful jobs or you're working with difficult teams, you need to learn to work in the style in order to fit into that team or uh, you need to be able to motivate people who are maybe down one day yep. and you need to get their strength or the best out of them in terms of performance. So w- working in playing team sports on a regular basis and also it helps you discharge stress from work life, family life. If you have Absolutely. an opportunity, that if, really, that, if you have an opportunity where, where you, I can see where you're going with that because before I, because I've got young kids, some, yep. sometimes I use, you can come in home playing with a, a younger kid uh, helps you relieve stress anyway definitely. but then I, when I was your age I definitely needed a team sport as yep. well so we used to play football quite often like once a week twice yep. a week we played football and we used to play double, five uh, uh, doubles badminton uh, okay. and we used to play in groups of uh, maybe 10 or 12 sure. and so you you book out two courts and rotate. and rotate and yep. it was like a social gathering but then also you're uh, it was quite competitive People will get quite emotional on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's that <laughs> yeah. outlet, though, and, and understanding that, oh, you know, if someone says something a bit off here and yeah, there, yeah. it's all in the spirit of competition. It's the spirit of competition. And that's fine. Yeah. And then that, not only does that help you build a better bond with the people around you, <laughs> it also allows you to, to build a bit of a thicker skin. That's right, yeah. Which in day-to-day life, a thicker skin and not being, um, you know, extraordinarily sensitive. Yeah. Uh, can actually serve you very very well and you know in later podcasts we are we have a few planned where we're going to be talking specifically about some of our training regimes we're also going to be talking about um, how some of the skills that we've learned we've been able to then implement not only in our studies when we were studying yeah we've also implemented it in the workplace and what employers are looking for and stuff so we've got a few we've got some really interesting (laughs) stuff that's coming so um, uh, we're, we're both really, really excited to put that your way. Um, but I, I think I speak for both of us where, you know, we'd also like to know your experiences. Yeah. Any, like any events that you've done in the past or any, uh, extreme sports that you might've part, uh, participated in and yep. how you've trained for that and what, what was the emotional challenges that you had to overcome during the training? And also what, what did you feel like after you'd completed that event? Absolutely. And yeah. I, th- I think one of the key words here is accountability. Yeah. Um, if you're if you've been putting off starting a sport for some time, leave a comment at the bottom yeah. and say, I'm starting this sport. Yeah. You know, put yourself accountable to something. And, you know, we will make sure that we hold you accountable to that. So <laughs> put that out there. Say, I've been wanting to do this for some time and I'm going to do it. And, uh, you know, pop another message. Yeah, I did it then. So, you know, use that comment section yeah. to have a little bit of a, of a conversation and and, um, uh, you know, we're going to be putting our Twitter uh, details out there as well. And so we're starting all that as well. Yeah. And just to add on to Omar's point, like if you have been thinking about a sport or a sport that you used to play when you, you, when you were in school in school and yeah. you enjoyed it, just maybe look up a club like a hockey club locally or um, or a swimming club and try, try to re-energize that energy that you had from your youth and maybe t- uh, join that sports club again. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about, you know, thinking outside of the box. If you want to do something, like you said, commit commit to it. 
Yeah. Commit to it, hold yourself accountable or get a buddy, you know, and get them to hold you accountable yeah. to it and move forward with it because, you know, the the the, uh, the 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 experience and the skills that you learn pay you back in dividends in yeah. every part of your life. Um but uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for the future ones as well. It should be really fun. Huh? Okay, definitely. Yeah, looking forward to it. Brilliant. Well, right. you take care. Okay, take and care. And talk See to you, you next time. Thank Have you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.